I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Joe Yule, and this is your science and tech news for Friday, June the 19th. I'm here today to advise you that based on advice provided to me by our cyber experts, Australian organisations are currently being targeted by a sophisticated state-based cyber actor. That is the Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison warning of a pretty high-end state hack, which is now being blamed on China. It's thought Beijing's taking revenge for Huawei being banned from Australia's 5G network. Mr Morrison himself hasn't publicly accused China, but says the attack is fairly widespread, covering all levels of government. This activity is targeting Australian organisations across a range of sectors, including all levels of government, industry, political organisations, education, health, essential service providers and operators of other critical infrastructure. We know it is a sophisticated state-based cyber actor because of the scale and nature of the targeting and the tradecraft used. Cybersecurity researcher Robert Potter, who spent years investigating intrusions made by China's most powerful intelligence service, the Ministry of State Security around the world, and has previously attributed breaches to them, said the low level of sophistication of these latest attacks makes laying blame almost impossible. Now, it's produced some pretty incredible rock festivals and always sends fans home happy, sunburned and with a few extra beer bellies on display. But it seems the Isle of Wight trial on the new track and tracing app was not a roaring success. In fact, in a total U-turn, the government have decided to ditch the one made by the NHS developers and go with the big guns. Apple and Google are now offering a new improved design, which Health Secretary Matt Hancock says will be mixed and matched with some of the features created by the old team and fused with some of the new ideas. And the UK are not the only country to change their minds and need to have a little rethink. That club also includes Germany, Italy and Denmark, all who have decided to bin the centralised system idea in favour of a decentralised one supported by the two Silicon Valley giants. So why did the NHS version fail or not make the grade? Through testing, it became clear many flaws were there, including problems with detecting iPhones. Apple's iOS pushed the app to the background, and as a result, it could only detect 4% of iPhones it came into contact with, compared with 75% of Androids. In contrast, iPhones running the Apple Google system spotted 99% of handsets. Like the rest of us, China took a pretty big hit to their economy recently, 
with COVID-19 taking them down a peg or two. And some began to wonder, could they make a crucial comeback? One sign that things are picking up came from their two biggest e-commerce giants, Alibaba and JD.com, as the pair reportedly got to grips with 136.5 billion bucks of sales through their platforms during one of the country's biggest shopping events called 618. It's known as 618 because it falls on June the 18th, and the massive splurging festival was being closely watched for signs about the health of the consumer in China. And it seems things are on the up, with record numbers pointing towards a much-needed recovery. Sticking with our theme of China and the UK government may be a little late to the party to protect against potentially aggressive tactics of potential takeovers of British high-tech companies. As COVID took its toll on many startups and big business in the tech sector, there's a real concern China is buying them or will do, especially in the economic turmoil resulting from the coronavirus pandemic. In the midst of the major disaster phase of the crisis, one boardroom grab nearly went unnoticed, and that was one move that caused a monumental Barney that fires deep into the crux of an increasingly contentious issue. And one question remains on the tip of the tongues of tech talkers. Has the UK responded that little too late? Facebook's gaming app has been rejected by Apple again. That's according to the New York Times. It's the fifth time they've had a knockback. It looks like this one is down to a violation of Apple's rules, which prohibit apps with the main purpose of distributing casual games. The article goes on to say Apple does not want its own app store and Apple Arcade business to be affected by allowing the other companies to jump in with their own game store on the iPhone and iPad. One might think this is something to do with a massive loss of cash if that were to happen, but Mr Zuckerberg is not one to give up that easily. So let's see what next week's huge Apple Developers Convention will bring. And... A few episodes back, we heard how Twitter will recognise Juneteenth as a holiday forevermore. And now it feels like the rest of the world are clocking this incredibly poignant moment in history in light of recent events. First up, Tesla employees are holding a Juneteenth rally at the company's Californian electric car factory. As Elon Musk's men say, it's time we act and show support not only within the company, but also as a community. And we used to have Morph and Tony Hart. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise. But now, as a celebration of the 155th anniversary of Juneteenth, Google has produced a video doodle set for the first verse of a poem some refer to as the Black National Anthem. That was a very short extract of their creation, which is narrated by actor and activist LeVar Burton with the artwork of LA-based artist Love Ice Wise. And just in case you needed a little reminder what that whole affair is about, Juneteenth is short for June 19th and marks the day the federal order reached Galveston, Texas, on the western edge of the Confederacy, even though the official end to slavery was with the Emancipation Proclamation in 1862. So this first verse of the Lift Every Voice and Sing poem feels like an apt accompaniment to the animation from the search engine to honour the end of slavery in the United States.
you are up to date for today. But if you do fancy getting your teeth into a little bit of extra tech news, head to your podcast provider and tap in Women Tech Charge in the search bar and find our other show, hosted by Anne-Marie Imafadon, where she meets inspiring women from the world of engineering, math, science, and gets to grips on their impact on the world. We'll be back with you the same time, same place tomorrow. We'll see you then. 